0: Every day, you make decisions that affect you and the people you care about. So do your elected officials. That's why elections are so important, because you are picking the leaders who will make choices that directly impact you and your community. Vote411.org is your tool for accurate and unbiased election information, whether you're registering to vote or learning more about your local candidates. Your vote is your megaphone. Use it to pick the leaders you trust. Get online get the facts, and make your voice heard on Election Day. Forward. I have returned, and we're back for more. Let's, uh, let's talk about what's been fun this week. I actually, actually kind of enjoy separating this out. I'm glad we did. We're actually seeing some new subscribers in different areas, which is really cool. I mean, I love being here from Maui, but, like, it's cool to make new friends abroad. And I'm hoping that uh, some of those are Kanaka's, too. Uh, shout-outs to, uh, you know, all those cool people that are just adding to the pod, being followership and all those new listens that we're getting from Newsly. Thank you, guys. So let's dig into it. Now, I haven't seen it yet. And I don't intend on giving my judgment until next week, so y'all have the time to get it before I potentially spoil anything. But, so, Black Adam. right. It seems like the power that Rotten Tomatoes is flexing on public opinion has swayed some, but not the overall majority yet. Personally, I think everyone should form their own opinion and, uh, you know, you like or dislike whatever you want, and if you have people that you appreciate their opinion on the matter, eh, take it. But, that Rotten Tomatoes score is floating in the 40s. It's like 41%. You know, Does that mean it's a C-minus film? I mean, Rotten Tomatoes makes a score off of combined scores of all the critics they've vetted into the system. And last I checked, 206 RT credits cumulatively define that 41%. But the audience score from over 1,000 verified audience members is 89%. I mean, the critics see it as a dud, and the fans see it as nearly fresh. So... Who do we believe? I'm just going to bank it on our eyes at this point. And these eyes are going to catch it in the coming week and report back on what these eyes have seen and how they feel. And of the feels, I'm feeling optimistic about the future of the Flash franchise. Uh, WB rumors have swirled about a Flash 2 script already prepared. But bigger rumors concerning the actor portray Barry Allen is what is getting everyone excited. What? think that's good at this rate i'll take just about any suggestions over ezra i mean seriously why haven't we called Tignataro to just get painted over him like that netflix film (laughs) but either way not watching the ezra flash i'll just read the spoilers and if they actually recast i'll watch the second one and speaking of seconds the vow is back for a second helping of a look into the nexium cult and its leader keith ranieri what a head trip, folks. Wow, this this picks up where we left off last season and dives right into the trial. Now the trial unfolded publicly, and for those of you who may have seen it, like you know what's gonna get juicy. Those of you who haven't, don't worry, it's all coming out in the show. You know, we see some familiar faces in this episode, but what's more interesting is all the Keith supporters and inner circle members they've got now, and, and they balance it well. We meet some that are still starry eyed for Keith some that have been in exile and finally speaking out some just beginning to understand that Keith is a criminal and ultimately the big reveal of Nancy Salzman at the end for the next episode that's going to be nuts cuz like she was like the number 2 she was like right hand to Keith you yeah. know so it'll be on hbo max check it out i'll definitely have more to say about it especially since it's documentary season it's picking up so like i i'm happier with the viewing choices right now and I just stumbled across a Barney documentary on Peacock. It's called I Love You, You Hate Me. And I got to say, feelings of Barney aside, is a well told story about people making a TV show and all the trials and tribulations that come with it. It was definitely a memory lane experience and that we get to see some iconic faces that we all grew up with. Uh, and, you know, they're grown up now. So, like, you know, all the kids from the screen, the OG voice of Barney tells like a whole bunch of stories and even the composer comes in has a thing or two to say uh but as we know there was some weird controversy in the barney world like how the second guy in the barney suit was a or is a tantra master and he had to promise not to teach or talk about tantra during his career as barney just so they wouldn't be seen as pervs to the american public um all in all is it worth your two hours uh if you're a barney superfan yes if you like film industry documentaries, yes. Uh, it does carry on at some points, but standard fare for something that got stretched into a two-parter. Uh, plenty to laugh, plenty to cry about, plenty to be shocked about, too. But my favorite thing was that they got some other kids' TV stars, like Steve from Blue's Clues, and he did this amazing thing where he kind of went into Steve mode like he did on Blue's Clues and just like broke the fourth wall of the documentary and that was that was definitely the biggest feels of the entire doc cuz like they they changed the way that they shot him for they they just cut in a little tighter he got in the screen it was it was it was interesting it was it was definitely yeah um the sad bits i won't get into those cuz it's like it's such a small part of it so like you should absorb it yourself so you get the full quality out of that but like for a solid hour and a half of it it really is like the ingenuity of one woman bringing together like an idea to entertain her son and the runaway hit that it becomes. And just like, it was crazy to think that like, I didn't know this cause I was a kid when it was happening, but like, I mean, she was pretty much VHS distribution before Barney was on TV. Like, and she had like a call network of moms on a phone tree, just like slinging it. Like it was like some Lululemon back in the day. So like that's, I mean, a lot of hustle, a lot a hustle went into that and just how she pulled it off. And for as long as it ran, I definitely deserved a documentary. Uh, now for what we really came to talk about <laughs> quantum leap, man, like it's going to take over, especially like with the fact that I'm, I'm I'm watching more documentaries this season. Like it's going to be a lot less like fictional content to talk about. So this is going to, this is going to take the forefront. I I feel especially like since it has such a, Nostalgic place in my heart, watching it as a kid growing up. So this latest episode, Ben has landed in the Old West as a retired gunslinger. Now, this is crazy because he's definitely leaping farther out of time, well beyond his life and beyond the show has been. Uh, You know, I felt there were some great moments where it really started to feel like the original Quantum Leap, but what really made me happy is how fast we're getting Ben's memory back and other leapers. At the end of this episode, Ben got a finger put in his chest by another time traveler who called him out by name. So the question that got asked immediately is: This the leaper themselves, or is someone in that body we don't get to see? Like, like in the old series when they touch and it made them visible to each other. Like, and if it's not, who is this guy, and why is Ben? following him like he suggests i mean is he like out of time i mean or does he know or i mean does this mean that janice could be working with that leaper or or other leapers i mean is is ben chasing after something that janice started and he's not actually in it with her but against her this whole time and and if that's someone else in that body who is it i mean i don't think they would make that our first unofficial sam encounter especially with that leaper's demeanor i mean he didn't seem like sam i mean he was definitely like an al level of pushy maybe more but (laughs) i mean some people are speculating this person in the new episode is just a leaper who's correcting his alternate timeline some are thinking what if it was janice outside of linear time or it could be a leaper from the bar at the end of the og series i mean could we be running into leapers running rogue or Leapers that don't need technology, or or have they evolved beyond the tech like Sam did? And there's a society, and them working on the timeline, like like in Loki or something. And and we've got all these little time rebels leaping around, and maybe even reporting back to Sam. I mean, this could turn into something big, and only time will tell. Let's let's cross our fingers and hope for another big picture morsel next week. I believe we're going to be in the middle of an earthquake on the next one. They they didn't show his leap at the end, but many discussions have pointed out this next episode was supposed to be the pilot i guess so maybe we'll get more janice some more what's going on with al's old hand link i mean dude until then we're just going to be biting our nails together but i'll catch you later with the maui local thanks for spotting in for this little time today looking forward to more and catching up next week on the world until then be well aloha (gasps)